Yes, sir. Welcome into the Hardwood Culture Podcast on the Believe Network. You know me, know the voice, know the guys. Me, really real, feeling real, real from Virginia here at your service. And we, hey, you live by the sword, you die by the sword. And I was perfectly fine going down with Utah last night. I was fine. I, I, we, we went on multiple props in that game. First of all, Wachaya Baji is very, very unserious. He had, I think he was like five for 16, 0 for 7 from 3. Completely unserious in that game. But when THT was ruled out, because I don't think he was ruled out when we talked about it, I kind of wasn't surprised because THT really created for a lot of guys in that offense and made them play better because he was creating and getting them to their spots. And when I was watching Ochai play, he was trying to create for himself, and I just don't think he's there in his NBA career just yet. And so I really kind of wasn't surprised. Olenek got there on the points prop. We didn't get there to 20, but he cashed the original points prop of 14 and a half. What else? Branham was just terrible, like absolutely terrible. In a game where they scored 125 points, he had two, and he was like one for 12. Like That was really, 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 really poor showing by uh, Malachi Branham. But, you know, it is what it is. Losing day. We had a couple of good days in a row. So it is. We're on to the next one. Got a guest. My guy from the NBA Gambling Podcast. Well, it was the G League Gambling Podcast today. Scott Studio Rochelle. Scott, what's going on? Yeah, doing pretty well. I'm used to being on my own belief show, but now I'm on yours. So welcome yeah. aboard, by the way. Uh, you can find thank me on the Betting Bay Area podcast for Believe. So I believe it's around my third year doing it. But yeah, definitely a fun time in the NBA, kind of, especially if you like to bet player props, because you might see a bunch of guys that you forgot were still in the league. And suddenly you can get them to score 15 plus points at like eight to one while they're playing. And we literally just minutes. recorded. So if you want the long version, go check out NBA Gambling Podcast over there. But we just recorded about an hour and a half of just every single game realizing, holy crap, this guy's in the league. Oh, this guy's in the league. Yesterday, <laughs> the the mind-blowing experience of realizing Michael Carter Williams is not only in the NBA, but he's playing in an NBA game with the Magic. <laughs> Threw me for a loop. I got flashbacks to him over at Syracuse. Oh, man. All right. So let's just go ahead and get into this G League slate that we have today, where we have a bunch of players that probably should be in the G League that are going to be playing today. And it's going to be a lot of fun. But there's one player that we identified that we have to bet his prop today. And I'm not sure if the listeners are going to be 100% on it or not, but or or just... Listen to how we talked about this, but we were recording the show and we sat there and I went through the injury report as we always do for the Sacramento Kings and Golden State Warriors game. And I'll just repeat that injury report here for you. Now you have, uh, Darren Fox questionable or is it, was it out? Hold on. Let me make sure I pull up that report. So I can, well, just first, as you pull that up, just for reference, the Kings have basically clinched the three seed. Yep. So they have nothing to play for moving forward. Nothing else. And that's, they that's have the the, and they have the division. So yeah. like it's everything that they want, they have. So injury report for the Sacramento Kings tonight. And you have Darren Fox questionable. So they are questionable, but we're expecting them not to play. Darren Fox, Damana Sabonis, Kevin Herter, Keegan Murray, Malik Monk, Davian Mitchell, Trey Lyles. All questionable with the potential of not playing today. The only person that is not on the report is Harrison Barnes. And you said, huh? And so you looked at his games played this season. Harrison Barnes has played 80 out of 80 games this season. And we came to the conclusion 
that he is just doing this to get the games played. He is not gonna cook. He is not playing this entire game. There's no way. Now, the only problem with this prop is that as of right now, since there's so many questionable players, we have not found a line. However, since we think that it's a certainty that Barnes is going to play in this game, yes, his props might be inflated for this game <laughs> because all the other starters are not going to play. But we're expecting to see, I know it's going to be as extreme as Draymond or Drew Holiday immediately bear-hugging somebody off of the initial tip-off. But I do think you'll end up seeing Barnes play worst case scenario one quarter, probably less. Yeah. But the sole purpose of him not having a designation and him playing is to maintain his perfect 82 of 82 games played streak. So we think that he's going to simply show up, immediately take a foul or get benched, and he'll never be seen again. But his props will be posted. So we're all over the under for his props. Yes, absolutely. And hopefully, you know, you got to get on that as soon as it drops. Like, you got to be yep. tapped into the injury report, get the notifications, because as soon as they drop the props, I'm positive other people are going to have the same mindset that we are, and they're going to absolutely tank that prop to the point where the books – I'm not going to lie. If the books are afraid to even put a line out on them, I wouldn't be surprised. I don't like, think I many not. people have thought about it, to be honest. I, I, f- I feel like – Well, so on the underdog injury report, it actually says here – that Barnes has played all 80 games this season and could be incentivized to start but not finish the remainder of the game if this rest of the rotation is given a day to recover. Why is Underdog just ratting out all of our <laughs> I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. What the hell is this? I didn't even Come read on. this off. I didn't even because I never read the paragraph that they have with the injury report, but they definitely did label that out in the paragraph. So there might be people that are actually like, oh, I am getting down on Barnes. Under, if there's so. a book that fell asleep, I would same game parlay the points, rebounds, yep. assists, even alt lines if you want, if you can parlay those. But the point is, Barnes is just there for the sake of being there. I'd be shocked if he played more than five minutes in this game. Then again, if you hypothetically lose and Barnes ends up actually playing the full game and he plays well, then it happens. You know, you got to take some shots on yeah. some plays with value. What are the odds of him actually playing more than a quarter? Like 5%? It's got to be very low because everybody, including Trey Lyles, might not play. I'm telling you, if he plays, it, I he doesn't get to the second half. No. There's no way possible. I don't think it's to the second, second quarter. Yeah. All right. I told you that we weren't going to talk about a game, but we actually do have to talk about one game because I forgot about this game. And so let's talk about Toronto Raptors and the Boston Celtics. The Celtics are currently laying one, open up as a one and a half point favorite there. Oh, well, it's actually looked like it's moved up to one and a half in some books. And total at 222 and a half. Injury report here is clean for the Raptors, but for Boston, Jason Tatum's not on an injury report. Marcus Smart, Malcolm Brogdon are questionable. Derek White is questionable as well. Al Horford's not on an injury report. Peyton Pritchard's questionable as well. So, My here's my confusion with this is that every single other game of the slate is basically the line is priced that anybody that's questionable or they think that is going to be sitting people are sitting people except this game here. <laughs> Why is that? Well, it is even if these likely. guys, even if these guys play, they don't finish the game. They have nothing to play for. It is built in slightly, though, because it is basically a pick'em with Boston being at home. 
And usually okay. Boston would probably be laying like six or seven. So it is baked in. But, but if somebody is ruled out, it is a clear two, three point, maybe even four point favorite for Toronto at this point. It really just comes down to upside when you're talking about the purpose of teams with nothing to play for using their players. And the point is, there is no upside. There's no point. Boston's already locked into the two, officially, because Milwaukee got the one, and Philly lost yesterday, so we already know Boston's the guaranteed two. So they're playing for nothing. Toronto, though, is actually playing for arguably the most of any other team that is still, you know, not officially clinching to the playing spot. Because... You're looking at Toronto right now being the nine and they're one game behind Atlanta. So since you are in the nine, 10, that means you are in single elimination territory in the play-in. If you get to the eight, then you suddenly have double elimination because you're in the seven, eight game. And then if you lose that, you're in the other game. Uh So Toronto is actually one of the most motivated teams of any team playing tonight. While Boston's one of the least motivated teams joining half the league in that category. I got to like Toronto here. I know that Boston's bench has had some moments where they've stepped up, but I don't know what the upside is of playing Brown or Tatum or really anybody in this game and not just using Hauser and all these other bench guys for 30 plus minutes. Like, what's the point? Yeah. And and Toronto shot the ball terribly that last. Like, they got to shoot the ball. The game was still close. They got to shoot the ball better. Like, there's, I just don't see how. Toronto, so that's we have your first play. Second play of the day is Toronto money line or plus the one and a half, however you want to do it. There's no way, there's no way that is one isn't a better offensive day for Toronto. Two, that we actually expect to see the Boston Celtics play hard for 48 minutes in this game. I, I, don't, I don't believe it. All right, so let's play number two. Let's go ahead and because it's really not any other games that like this is really the G League athon all over the NBA today. And so I kind of want to open up the floor to you and when let's you talk G about League, I'm getting real summer league vibes from the lineup <laughs> today, you know. Oh man, it's like it's hilarious. And there's some it I I just don't. And there's people still betting Miami. Like there's people still betting Miami. I, because I they're motivated allegedly even though if the Nets beat Orlando and they're favored by double digits, which we can talk about in a second, but some teams are motivated per se, but uh-huh. if another team wins, then they're playing for nothing. So some of these teams that are motivated don't even control their own destiny. So they might just, win no, no, it's like your scoreboard watching, but they're scoreboard watching you. And it's like, everybody's just like, uh, what's going to happen here, guys. It's like a Mexican standoff or a perfect example is the uh, Dallas game. Because right as we finished the NBA podcast we were recording, Dallas waved the flag. And the argument is, how can they do that? They need to win out. They got a shot at the play-in. But the point is, if Oklahoma City beats Memphis, and Memphis has nothing to play for in the final game of the season, Dallas is out anyway. So you might see more teams. I think it's stupid for Dallas, but still. You might see more teams, even if they are in must-win territory, just say to themselves, well, the other team that we're competing against is going to win anyway, so why are we even trying? Yeah. It's a, it's a quitter mentality, but I wouldn't be shocked if we saw it around the league, would you? No, I wouldn't. I, I really wouldn't. This is hilarious. This is absolutely hilarious. All right. There's a whole bunch of guys that we like over the course of this slate. 
you know, the, remember how I was talking about those random guys, those random guys that are going to give you 30 point games yesterday, guys, it's a whole bunch of guys go check out the NBA gambling podcast. Like we have a whole episode of just random guys that we expect to have big games, but I'm going to leave this over to you, Scott, because I ask every single guest when they come on the show for one best bet that you got to place today and we're keeping it on the record. So you have one best bet. Let's take out Harrison Barnes out of the equation. That's what I was going to ask you. Okay. We're going to take Harrison Barnes okay. out of the equation. I know. <laughs> I know. But I'm going to make you actually work a little bit for this one. So let's take Harrison Barnes out of the equation. What is that best bet? All right. So my best bet for this one is going to be in a G League game. It's going to be between the Pistons and the Pacers. And I'm going to go with the over in this one. I see around 231 and a half or 232. We know the Pacers haven't tried to play defense all season long. And with the bench unit, they've especially not tried to play any defense Shout out to them for giving up 138 points to the Knicks with mm-hmm. no Jalen Brunson and no Julius Randle and no R.J. Barrett. So Three that's impressive. They gave up for the 32 first time. points to Obi Toppin. 32 points to Obi Toppin. So I'm on the over. Indiana's not going to guard anybody, and we know they play at a fast pace. Detroit's in the same boat where they have a young team. They're not playing for anything, but as far as I'm concerned, it does seem like Jaden Ivey and some of the main guys – are going to play besides the people they've been benching for the last month and a half. I like the points in this game. I think that there's going to be a bunch of them. Once again, the Knicks bench half their team and that game still landed 267. I think 231 and a half is too low. Give me the over in the Pistons and Pacers game. All right. I am taking for my best bet. I am going to go with the Orlando Magic plus 11 and a half. And I'm fading your team in Brooklyn Nets. It's just saying, one, I wouldn't ever lay this number with the Brooklyn Nets. But what, what number are you getting? 11 and a half. Okay, it's 11 and a half? Okay. Yeah. And it's just, I'm just going off of, I think that Toronto had a plan. And they realized that, hey, Cavs, you're playing your G-leaguers? We'll play our G-leaguers. Oh, the Nets, you're playing your NBA players? All right, we'll make this an NBA game and we'll play our NBA players. And if I'm taking starters for starters then I don't trust the Nets to cover 11 and a half. Like, it's just very simple like that. I think that the the Orlando Magic have the opportunity to keep this one close, if not even win the game outright. And so, yeah, I like the Orlando Magic uh, plus 11 and a half now. Now, if those starters get ruled out, how much higher does this line go? I don't know. But whatever it does, I feel comfortable hedging with the Brooklyn Nets and saying that the Brooklyn Nets go in and beat them by 30 and I get my money back. So... Perfectly fine with that. I'm going with Orlando plus 11 and a half. I think it's very, very low risk for me tonight. All right, Scott, over to you. You have the chance. Thank you for coming on and short notice and just whatever you want to plug, just plug it in. Plug away. Yes, you can find me on Twitter at Reichel Radio. If you also are looking for another podcast on Believe, you can find me on the Betting Bay Area podcast where I'm covering the Warriors, the 49ers, pretty much any team in the Bay Area. Uh, Besides that, though, uh, got free picks every night on YouTube on the Winners of Winners page. You'll find that on my Twitter. So a lot of free gambling content on my Twitter. You know where to find it. All right. Everybody, you know to follow HW Culture Pod on Twitter. Follow us on YouTube, Hardware Culture Podcast. I promise you I'm working on the YouTube thing. It'll happen eventually. You know, eventually. Either way, you guys know where to find me. Really real underscore underscore. And make sure you leave those reviews. Need those reviews. Let's keep this show growing. Keep it 
uh, increasing the audience. I see the audience is actually is growing. So appreciate everybody that's using word of mouth and just getting the show out there more. But let's keep it going and let's have another great day, another in and out day on the picks for a, a day in the G League. You know, we've bet NBA, we bet uh, NCAA men's and women's, and now it's time to bet the G League. So very, very good, good day of betting for us. All right. Other than that, I have nothing else to say, nothing else to do. No other way of ending the podcast. I'm just going to end it like this, that we are out of here. <laughs>